0: Hello everyone, here we are doing a special area rug cleaning interview with my friend Cameron Mayville from Omaha, Nebraska. He is the owner of Omaha's Rug Cleaning Company and he also does some education and some selling of uh, chemicals, equipment, things like that in the rug cleaning industry. So he's currently right now known as one of the biggest players in the rug cleaning world so i'm glad to have him on welcome cameron Uh, i appreciate that man it's good to be here thank you and uh so today really the whole topic this is going to be kind of an interview the kind of a brainstorming session where we're going to be talking about how all these guys that are doing carpet cleaning and and some rug cleaning or even only rug cleaning either one is fine but ideas that we can give them to stay busy throughout the winter here we are at the very beginning of december we kind of talked about doing this months ago but here we are doing it a little bit late but but we're doing it right that's the important thing we're finally doing it and we're we're really just going to lay out some ideas here so first uh i've got your website pulled up right up here um and by the way, you know, Cameron's been a long-time client of mine, friend. We've, you know, gone over and we've brainstormed together different ideas over the years. I think if I'm not mistaken, I even designed your first area rug cleaning website before you actually had an area rug cleaning website. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit too. But how did you cuz you started with carpet cleaning, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: And you know, you may even remember back then when
1: uh, I decided to get into the rugs, it wasn't quite uh very um, smooth for
0: me. Right. Matter
1: matter of fact, I can say uh, with no, you know, no hesitations, I failed miserably.
0: (laughs) And, and so how did you end up? Yeah. What was your thought process really getting started with the rugs and how did that end up coming into play? And when did that finally start taking off?
1: Well, you know, I, I realized that I wanted to do rugs early on and I just really didn't know how to make that transition. Um, I started trying to figure it out, and I remember going to you and 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 you know, it's kind of glad we're talking about the winter because that was another thing too, being in Omaha, I thought, man, what can I do to fill the winter up a little bit? And rugs was another thought in my mind. so, but um, you know I, I remember going to you and we you know I said, hey, I want to put up a page just about rugs, right. And I in my mind, I'm thinking, man, when I do this, I'm going to have so many rugs come in because I'm Cam Mayville
0: and I know how to clean carpet. Right.
1: You know? right. And I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong.
0: Good. And so eventually, uh, we was it Google AdWords that really started kicking the rug cleaning business coming in? Or what was the really the first part of it that really started getting you some good business coming in?
1: So what what happened was... It was a combination of things. One, listening to you talk about Google AdWords was sticking in my head big time. Mm-hmm. But I was also learning from you that everything was kind of a package right. and that, you know, when someone talks about you or hears your name, I don't care on what it is, they're going to Google you. Right. And my website, while you had done a wonderful job, it people don't Typically, in the rug cleaning industry, it's harder to get people to come to you if they know you're a carpet cleaner, especially if you're in steam away of Nebraska. Right. Nobody wants their $50,000 rug steam. Right. right. Um, so that's, you know, when I went back to you and I said, John, we got to scrap what we did and build just a website for rugs. I'm going to come up with a name, um, and we're just going to do a total separation. And the amazing thing was, is after you finished up the site and it went live, It was literally within a couple of weeks, everything started to change, and when that occurred, my whole thought process started to change too, and I think mostly because now I'm getting confidence of what I'm thinking in my head and what I want to do is actually starting to work.
0: Good, good, good. And so, yeah, and this is your site here. I know you've changed it and adapted it since then, but, uh, you know, really good. The, the things that I love about this is that I always have talked about this and you've been a, you've been a great learner of the things that, you know, we've talked about, and, you know, but uh, having, you know, this award up here is probably one of the most beneficial things you've got. And it's right up here at the top, so this is great. And it says Omaha. So two things are going on here with this is you're saying you're an award winner. Two, you're having the name of your city up here, because so many people will go to your site, even from Google AdWords or Google or whatever, and, and wonder, is this really a local company? Because sometimes it's not, right? And they're, and they there's a disconnect. So here, they're for sure on the right place. They scroll down and they go, okay, well this guy obviously, and you mentioned, is it this picture that you're in the governor's mansion?
1: Yeah, this, yeah. this is in the
0: governor's
1: You can even see the picture in the background. If I remember correctly, that picture is of the
0: governor. Oh, neat. So, and and the credibility to this picture right here is just perfect, right? I mean, just this right here would make anybody with the $25,000 rug go, wow, this is the guy I should bring my rugs to, right? So this picture just sells, sells, sells. And this is what you want to do with pictures, guys. You want to sell, sell, sell with that picture. Here you got another rug and this is your daughter.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. my daughter. So
0: that's just a sweet picture, you there with your daughter holding up a rug, smiling, friendly guys, right? This is, you know, what that's all about. And then you got a little bit more, but really, and then you've got testimonials down here, but really the three, and then you got a neat video right here of you explaining if they even get that far. But these even two pictures up here, one being even this one, this is a great, perfect, superb, 100% example of how a, a great picture can just sell the heck out of a website. So work on getting good pictures. That's one of the one of the best things there too. It's not just a picture of a rug. And what I hate, you know what I hate about when I go to somebody's area rug cleaning site when it's just a picture of a living room with an area rug on it that you can barely even see the area rug. But even if you can see the area rug well, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that you've got a clip art picture of a living room. No big deal. This no. is eight thousand times better. Even this picture is eight thousand times better. Right um, now, I would—I don't know if you're allowed to—but I would put a caption underneath here, and or something in here about you cleaning in the governor's uh, house, but I don't know, or mansion, or whatever. But if you're—you might not be allowed to. I don't know, but uh, if you are, that but- would. Yeah, I agree. That's a great idea. I yeah. probably should do that—an article about it, or some blurb underneath it, or something. Just because some people might be looking at it wondering, hey, "Is that—is that really the, the governor?" You know. But just go ahead and say it. You know, if you're allowed to, why not? So, okay. So the other things that oh, I, that I wanted to really talk about. I mean, just talking about the whole, you know, getting into the rug cleaning business. So you started doing Google AdWords, and you got your area rug cleaning site up. Uh, did you also do any other marketing to? uh, realtors, area rug cleaning stores. And here I've got a reminder popping up here. So let me make sure I use that. Uh, do you have, uh, did you do any referral marketing like that? Well, um, what
1: we did, one of the first things that you just mentioned was, yes, we did go to the, uh, the the places that sell the rugs. Mm -hmm. And now we don't have much here in Omaha. Mm -hmm. It is not the greatest market in the world for rugs, but we, we did go to the few that we could, uh, find and we went in there and introduced ourselves. And basically we took the approach of, <clears throat> of, uh, we're here to find somewhere to send our clients to, not so much, hey, you know, here's my business card, call me because I am Cam Mayville and I'm the best. You know, okay. we, we avoided that <clears throat> at all costs because, you know, it's, it's, you can't go in making it about you. Right. You got to make it about them. Right. And, uh, and we did that and that was, you know, it took us a while. Now, it didn't just automatically open up and the rugs came in. You know, it took me uh, probably a good three, four years to lock it in. And part of that reason, too, was it's because we had a couple local companies trying to mimic everything I was doing. Matter of fact, they even came to my shop. They took pictures and, Oh no, we're going to bring rugs to you. We just wanted to see how you do things, you know? Wow. Well, it was all a lie. So what they would do is they went back to the places I had and they would get in too. Um but after they messed up three, four rugs and had a lot of money that changed. But the reason I bring that up though, is just to remind everyone that it, it takes consistency. Sure. And, Sometimes people think that they can go to a place once, twice, maybe three times, and they're going to get that account, and that's not the truth. Right. Sometimes it takes, you know, a couple of years to get it, and you have to just keep working it and working it and working it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, so that that was a big thing for us, and we finally got that going where we're really happy with it now. Especially, uh, the other thing we did was Google AdWords, obviously, and that was one hundred percent. You you showed me how to do that. Um, and that was another big, big plus. But because of what you did with our website, that all came together. Right. Um, the other thing that I did that didn't work up until finally started to work now, and that was we did um, some magazine ads. Yeah. And <clears throat> you and I have discussed that. And the reason it failed for me was is because the first time I went to the wrong magazine and I signed a contract, which is something now – and you and I have talked about this many a times, and you taught me really well on this one. I will not sign a year contract. Now, I will, however, sign a contract if they work with me and cut it in half or only go three, four, five months. Sure. And I've been willing to pay a little bit more to do that. Uh but the magazine ad at first, it just did not work. It bombed badly. Right. And um, but now we have revisited it. And that has actually been working really well. Really
0: sure. Really well. Sure. And, and then the two big things, and you know, I know you and I have talked about this in length, but the two big things that happen, some do- guys will go, well, magazine ads don't work. No, 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 no. They never work. Newspaper never, never works. Well, it dep- all depends on how you use it. But here are the two biggest factors with a magazine ad or newspaper or whatever. By the way, newspaper still does work. I used to get a lot of business for area road cleaning from the newspaper. Um, but more in smaller or medium-sized cities. Omaha it may not work work. Uh, bigger, right. bigger, bigger cities have a more expensive newspaper. But at any rate, whether a magazine ad is going to work is going to depend, one, first and foremost, really, on the ad itself. Does the ad sell anything? We're going to look at your ad just a little bit. Um, but also, two, is the is the magazine any good? Are there people really reading that magazine? Are there people <laughs> cherishing that magazine? And the problem with like a magazine or even a newspaper, especially a free newspaper, a lot of them are so fly-by-night. Nobody, there might really be nobody cherishing that magazine and really reading that magazine. And if that's the case, you don't really know yet, and here you are investing a a year's worth of $500 a month. You're $6,000 in before you figure out, no way. That's insane. I mean, unless you're a big company and you can afford to just blow $6,000 to try something. But even then, I'd probably recommend that you don't do it. So that's smart. Um, so any, anything else we well, well, let's get it. We'll get maybe more into that in just a minute. Um, but, uh, cause I do want to look at your ads. I got a couple of postcards that I want to look at too. Um, and even take a glance at your Google AdWords campaign here in a minute, but it, go ahead. No, I am just saying you're absolutely right. So yeah. Good, good. Oh. So, uh, but yeah, when, when I first got started in, in my rug cleaning operation, I used to just do business out of my house right and i remember i had a rug hoist in my double car garage we actually had like a two and a half almost three car garage but like that extra tandem part of the garage and i had the whole thing almost always taken up with airy rugs so i had a, a hoist up and uh, for rugs and i'd always be drying rugs and it, it all came to head when i bought my wife a brand new honda odyssey minivan and she <laughs> I, and, and told her she couldn't park it in the garage she you know she she Dealt with it for, I don't know, a few months, six months. Then she's like, you know what? You need to get a shop. (laughs) You need to move this crap out of my garage so I can park my van with my automatic garage door opener in the garage. So to save my marriage i had to get an area rug cleaning shop uh just a couple miles from my house and uh and so but but my main thing when i did that cuz i really didn't want to do it i was like cuz I, I with business i'm sometimes you know i'm sure you are too a lot of business guys are just really tight about what you want to spend and so i was like i don't want to do that i don't want to invest that money but i was like you know what if i'm going to do this i'm going to grow area rugs even more and it was sort of that fire under my butt that i needed to be able to do that And so we did it and, you know, and it, and at first it was a little bit hard, just like you said, I mean, when you start any business, it, it doesn't just automatically, almost never automatically just takes off by itself. You got to work at it. So, so that's what I did. And I marketed and we did do a lot of referral marketing. We did a lot of newspaper advertising. We did some neighborhood marketing to the neighborhoods that the, the people that drove right through that neighborhood. We were on a decently busy street, but not super busy, but a, a busier street. But we figured a lot of the people in the neighborhoods near our shop had seen our shop or at least knew where it was. So we'd put a locator map and do a lot of, uh, postcard marketing and a lot of, um, even sales letters. I think I even have one pulled up that I want to show everybody in just a, just a little bit. But, so, uh, let's see here. The other questions that I've got. Oh, uh, do you, did you ever do any new neighborhood marketing like EDDM or anything like that for area cleaning?
1: We we did we did uh, we did a little bit of newspaper, mm-hmm. and the cool thing I did like about newspaper, and matter of fact, we're looking at doing some more stuff with it. Uh, we didn't get a large amount of jobs right away, but what happened was is we noticed that even three months, six months, even a right. year later, right. we would still get um, some calls. Now people go, well, how how did that happen? Why does that happen? Well, to be totally honest, what occurs is is you've got a group of people that are above 60, 65 years old, that love to still read the paper, they have their coffee, and and when they're doing that, they still have a lot going on in their lives. They like to go play cards and bingo, and they go visit with their friends and do this and that. So they typically sometimes will cut those ads out of a paper, and they'll put it up on the fridge, or they may even just take the whole paper and put it somewhere and say, oh, because I know there's an ad in there, so they don't want to throw it away. Right. Um, we've found that to be one of the trends, and so... It did work for us, and and we did it for a while, and then it kind of died off a little bit. Um, So after that, we also did some EDDM. I didn't for some reason, and maybe it's because I just didn't do enough of it. I didn't do as well with that um, that I was hoping to.
0: For area rug cleaning, EDDM is tough because you really (laughs) have to – because not one – two problems with that. Not everybody has area rugs that they value enough to clean. Right, And then the other part of it is, uh, can they really afford or do they value paying what you want to charge them to clean it? So, yeah, area rug cleaning is tough. Cause you really have to know the neighborhoods where people have area rugs, where people have a lot of hard floor.
1: Uh, that, that is absolutely right. And the other thing I have found, too, because now we're starting to do some other things that we haven't done before, uh, geofencing being one and, and some right. Facebook ads we're doing. Right. And the, the verdict's still out on that, but so far we're starting to see some good signs. But one thing I have—I believe this to be right, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or right here, but I, I've come to find in the area rug cleaning business, when you go to do EDDM and stuff like that, you first have to have um, a fairly decent amount of branding already taking place. The name has to kind of already be kind of out there, and they've seen you in the neighborhood, they've been hearing about you a little bit, then all of a sudden, boom, there's a card in front of them. Now they are more apt to react to it versus... I don't know this guy. I've never heard of him. Right. You know,
0: and so here, here, I, I, I agree with you for for the most part, and definitely, you do better when you do have a brand already built. But the thing that you can do that a lot of guys don't really understand is you can build that brand with the neighborhood marketing. So, in other words, the first time you send out an EDDM, you're not going to get the best result as the third time. Now, granted, you should probably get some kind of a result, especially now. Maybe if you only sent out two or three hundred, maybe not. But, you know what I mean? But, but if you sent out a decent amount, yeah, you should be getting something. I'm, I'm definitely not a subscriber of just go out and brand for branding's sake and blow a lot of money on branding. No, 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 that's not what I mean. But when you are already branded or on your third or fourth mail around, you know, the third or fourth time that you've come out mailing to that same neighborhood within a, you know, three or four month period, uh, or even six month period, then yes, you're you're gonna get when they know you, you're gonna get a better response. So I mean that's why I, why I recommend that you go and you you do an EDDM, then you even take your van and drive through the neighborhood, even if you don't have a job, drive through the neighborhood, or even the, your first EDDM, go out and and do just such a killer offer that you're definitely gonna get jobs, even if it's a free giveaway, just to get your van in that neighborhood. Right? Yep. <laughs> just so that you're there driving around and then you're, you're taking the five arounds or even the extra EDDMs that you've got, putting those in the doorknobs. Right? You're walking around with a big smile on your face, you know, and, and probably not during the day when nobody's home, but like on a Saturday, maybe a Sunday afternoon or, or five o'clock on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday when you know people are getting home and, and they're gonna see you because that's the really the key. So, but you're, you're definitely right. The more well branded you are, the better any marketing's gonna work for sure.
1: It, it, you know, it's kind of funny uh, when we when we go to do a rug pickup or a delivery, um, even if it's a big big rug, you know, we'll have it on our shoulder, and I'll make sure that I go back and every door on my van is closed. And my guy goes, "Dude, we got a you know a two hundred pound rug on our shoulder, and you're trying to make sure the doors are shut." I said, "Hey, someone's going to drive by, right, or the neighbors are going to look out. When they do, I want everything to look as good as possible." So they go, "Oh, Omaha Rug Clean," and they write my number down,
0: right. Exactly. You know,
1: So I'm always being picky about that stuff, you know, is make sure the doors are shut before we go in.
0: Super important. And then that's why, too, you want to keep your van looking good, have that lettered and 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 phone number and everything on your van. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Well, we're going to look at, uh, again, look at some of the stuff that we're talking about in a little bit more detail in a second. But first, I did want to talk about – uh Really, one of the main purposes of the, the, the interview here today, this brainstorming session, is keeping these guys busy in winter. And, and it's not, you're the one of the ones that came to my mind when I thought about this subject, but I've got other clients too. Um, Tony Sarno and David Randolph, those guys are up in, in pretty snowy places. You know, and, uh, and they stay busy through the winter, and it's a lot of the times rug cleaning that that kicks them through. And, uh, you know, uh, what what things are you doing in your business to, to really promote rug cleaning more and more in, like, this time of year or that you're planning on doing next month in January?
1: So uh, one thing I would say out of the gate first off is I would encourage everyone to think about rugs because, at least for me, and I know for a lot of the guys that I've uh, helped out and talked to and, and other ones who have helped me, winter doesn't affect the rug cleaning as much. It's amazing how well you can keep rugs coming in. Um, I think last January we still did over a hundred rugs that month. Mm -hmm. That's pretty Mm -hmm. crazy for January for someone like us. Who's not that big. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but one of the other things I would say, if you're already in it or you're just bringing them from, you know, when you're out cleaning carpet, trying to sell them is, you know, uh, it's a good time to look ahead, and I think you just recently talked about this. I thought maybe it was last night I saw it, or a couple or a week ago, whatever. But is look ahead and get those postcards going out ahead of time. Right. Don't don't wait to the last second, and then you're you know oh you're scrambling to do it. Or go ahead and start writing yourself out your 12 month plan. Each month have that idea, and I think you, this was you preaching this again was you know have an idea for January, February, March, and so on, and all these months. That way, as it comes up, you're already hitting it. Right. And you're already getting stuff out. Um, The other thing we're doing is we are now upping our social media. We're trying Facebook more now. And we're trying to do it in these slow times to see what's going to happen. Um, We're doing some geofencing and some display ads. That seems to be uh, fairly promising for us so far. Um, The other thing is, you know, we are going to do some newspaper ads. Uh Google AdWords will keep that rocking and rolling. Matter of fact, um we were just uh, I sent you the access thing the other day so we can go through it again. Um I always go to you when I wanna look at how that's doing and dial it in. Um and then if you have a current base of clients and and some people don't have this. When I first started, I did not have a client base to market to for rugs. Okay. Right. So for me it wasn't it wasn't going to work. But there's a lot of guys that have that base, and they can mail and say, you know, here's something you may not know about us, and maybe they can do it, and this is where you would have to, because I don't know exactly how I would go about this, but maybe a form letter or talking about what you're doing and right. um, pointing them to that website so they can look at why you're different versus just someone just steam-cleaning a rug in a home, sure, you know. Sure. Um, I think the, all those things can really come together if you work them correctly, and, don't, and those are the things that we're basically doing. Um, and of course we also, my daughter, I tell her, Hey, you know what? You sell protect in the month of, uh, January, February and March. I'm going to give you a little bit more commission, Pad yeah. sale, give you more commission, you know, let your employees know, Hey, I want you to do good. I want to do good. So here's what I'm going to do for you.
0: Right. Good. If you
1: sell protectant, I'm going to up it by five or 10%. We're going to give you more through these months. Right. Now. Excellent. But, those are some different things that we're, we're kind of looking at doing
0: and we're already doing. Good. Now one thing that I would suggest for the listeners that are listening that are mostly doing carpet cleaning or any other type of cleaning, cause I do have members that even just do maid service, you know, and that type of thing that might be thinking about rug cleaning. So. If if you've already got any type of a list at all, you know that these are people that pay for professional cleaning, even if it's a carpet cleaning list. Market to them for rug cleaning. Why? Because they already know you. You know that they already pay for professional cleaning. There's a good chance if they have an area rug, they're going to pay you for the area rug too, especially when you educate them. But like Cameron said, you still have to educate them about what you do that's different because they're scared. Even though they might call you for carpet cleaning, they might be scared to call you for rug cleaning. They might bring it down to the guy at the rug cleaning or the rug retail shop because you know they feel like maybe he knows rugs better but you want them to bring it to you right right so this is i want to show you guys a few things this is one postcard that we've done in my cleaning business that i that was always great for us and it's basically a a christmas merry christmas you know happy holidays Kind of a silly, quirky little poem about rug cleaning, you know. This is actually a picture of me. Um, i had j- just gotten back from going to see my carpet retailers and realtors dressed up in the Santa Claus suit. And I said to my guy, hey, let's run in there and we'll grab a picture real quick of me with a wand cleaning a rug. So we ran in the rug shop after we got back and took this picture. But we would always send this out. Um, you know, just just a little Christmas wish. And then on the other side, I've had two different offers that we would do depending on the year and depending on how busy we were where we gave them a free gift of rug cleaning and we sometimes would just do a free no obligation you just come to our shop and bring in rug cleaning and do you know what this does this lets them see our shop and they walk into the rug cleaning area and they look around and they go wow you guys do a lot of rugs and now and sure we were giving this away legitimately for free and of course it was a smaller rug and a lot of the times, I yeah this one said natural fibers may have an extra charge so if they bring us a wool or silk or cotton rug we're going to have an extra fee but we're still going to give them a discount, right? We're not going to clean a wool rug for them for free but cotton, you know, any other synthetic rug usually was fine. If it had an odor we might charge them extra if they wanted protector. So sometimes there would be an upsell with that but legitimately if they just had a regular clean on a rug that wasn't natural fiber we would clean it for free up to like 24 square feet and we we would have all these clients bringing them in, and it and connected us with them. So this was a really, really neat offer, and it, of course, we always have the locator map on there. This is huge if you want people to find your shop, you know. and they would bring it down. Now, sometimes guys go, well, geez, I don't really have a shop, or I don't want them to come to my shop. That's fine. You can offer to pick it up, but if you do... This is the offer that we would do sometimes, too, that we tested out sometimes, too, when we were already busier. We would just do it this way. Or it was a free offer with an obligation to purchase something. So it would basically be if you happen to need any cleaning, get it done, and then you'll get these three free gifts, and we would give the expiration date, January 31st. And Why I want to even tell everybody about this, talk about this now, is you want to send this out not like when you're going to be already busy before Thanksgiving, but probably like a week before Christmas. That's when we would usually send this out because we don't want our phones to ring off the hook with free gift giveaways when we're already going to be busy. So this would be right before Christmas. And then we would also give them a, um option to where they get, I can't remember what we even did on this, but also, oh, oh we let them choose between airy rug or free small amount of other kind of cleaning. But this was a neat offer, and this always kept my rug cleaning shop busy. Always, always, always until the end of, usually February, you know, we would have uh, rugs backed up. The other thing that I highly recommend is just really, really relying on your past clients. I mean, I can't stress enough that past clients are your gold mine. So this is one that, you know, to, that could be even sent right now. After holiday cleanup, silly picture of Santa Claus trumping across the floor. And then basically they get this a week before Christmas and the expiration date is, you know, between Christmas or whatever you want it to be at the end of January. Also talks about um, a referral program, which is huge because your clients don't always remember to refer you, you know, and then gives a special Christmas offer, uh, $25 credit, $50 credit. I think we tried both, you know, but especially if it's after Christmas, we didn't mind that as much. But offers like this are huge, so I just wanted to show everybody a few of those. Um, and of course, too, even had a gift card, postcard offer that we sent out that was really neat, too, with the, almost the same type of concept that we looked at before. And then of course you're collecting email emails, so email those past clients. That's huge, and this is like a different version of one of the postcards that we send out for emails. And then uh let's see, yeah, and like this one too, the picture of Santa Claus. Because the neat thing too is that repetition, kind of like you talked about with branding. You don't want to just send your clients the postcard, you want to send them the postcard and an email. You don't want to just send them the email because so many of your clients aren't going to open that email or or even get the email, so you want to send them the postcard. It's the only sure way that you can get to them. But sending them that message for, and emails are so cheap to do, you really might as well do that. but what was the? I was gonna. Oh yeah. So the other thing too, and I don't know how much of this that you have you done much client education. I know you mentioned that, but that where you sent out postcards and and things like that, where you educated them about the different area rug fibers and um, things like that.
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some different things that we've sent out, and then we also we tra- we've uh, kind of targeted. <laughs> excuse me. We look at some of our clientele and go, okay, we're getting a lot of jobs, for example, from designers. <clears throat> so what we did the other day was, is we went, okay, let's approach ASID, which is an organization for those designers, and let's approach them in a time to where they can refer some of their clients around the holidays and through January and February to us. So we had 20-plus uh, designers come to our facility, and we catered in uh, shrimp. Little chickens, uh, a bunch of, you know, foods that are almost perfect for designers. Cause you know, they're primarily women. We had, ma- we made sure we had bottles of wine there and, uh, we had them come in. We had a social event. We started out with about 20 minutes of just talking. Hi, how are you? Introducing ourselves. And then what we did is we brought them into the facility where we actually do the washing nice. and we sat them down. We had a nice area cleaned up for them because we wanted everything in their face the whole time. We wanted them to keep seeing things and start going, okay, well, what's that? What's this? Why do they use that? You know, and we basically hit on two particular topics. And that was, um, one was fiber ID and then the other one was, um, understanding rug construction. Good. And it, it was, um, something that any carpet cleaner could do too. You know, they don't have to have a shop. They could have a place. They can become a member of these organizations or, you know, just by building it up and, and sending emails. Say, Hey, I'm having an open house or whatever how you want to do it. And right away, not only did we pick up a lot of new customers that are going to be high-end customers, but it triggered some phone calls already. And we've already had some additional rucks coming in from these people. Nice. So it was um so that is a really good one and i and that's where we give that information and target directly to those particular people
0: right right so and even taking later on taking a postcard like this and mailing it to interior designers i mean this is what i what i tell guys all the time when you bother to do a postcard don't just send it to past clients or a neighborhood send it to everybody that you've ever talked to about rugs or whatever type of cleaning service that you do send it to all your interior designers even when you go visit them drop them a postcard like this, too, to, to, you know, to kind of remind them that, hey, you're the you're the educator. When 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 you go in, when you went in and you educated all those interior designers, I'm willing to bet they all stood there and smiled and looked at you as the god of area rug cleaning. Is that right? I mean, is that safe to assume? When yeah, when when they first came in, it was like, okay, who's this chubby bald guy? You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh,
1: you know, there was only maybe one of them who actually knew who I really was. And, um, so we knew we had to win them over right. because they had no clue who I really was. They didn't know if I knew my ass from a hole on the ground. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, it was, uh, it was an interesting experience, but by the time it was done, it was just phenomenal because, uh, Paul Lucas came down from Michigan. Oh, wow. And anytime Paul Lucas and I get together for one, it's going to be a laugh fest. It's going to be him and I cracking on each other. You know, uh, we, we just, we just have a lot of fun with what we do. And so we had the crowd laughing the whole time and just, and, and plus it did, it really helped that we had the alcohol there. Right. <laughs> hurt that them. was a big bonus, you know? <laughs> um But yeah, it, 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 definitely took some to, to win them over. And you know what? It'll be something, you know, like you said, you got to stay in front of these people, keep sending them stuff. That's right. and, because some of them left and they're going to go, Hey, he was a nice guy. He really knew his stuff, but they're going to forget about me within a couple of days. Exactly.
0: And so, so when, when you send them something, and you can't go physically visit all of them every week or sometimes even every month. But when you're sending them something, you're sort of piggybacking on that time that you had that wonderful experience together with them. Right. Or that time that you visited them and spent five minutes talking about your, their company and how you can refer them. Right. That's where mailers are super, super important. And, and and then a lot of guys just sort of forget or think about well I'll just email them and we won't get into all the details but in a nutshell at the end of the day everybody that you collect an email from really only 5 to 10% of them are going to really on any sort of regular basis open up those emails You know, so you're not communicating with your clients effectively via email. Do it because it's so cheap to do, and that five or ten percent are great, and it's so cheap to do, it's well worth it. But don't think that that's the end all, because if you do, you're never really communicating with your clients, right? Um. So, so how, as far as past client marketing, do you? How often in a given year are you mailing things? Even currently, I know you said at first you weren't really, but. You're mailing a few times a year. What, what are you – in emailing, uh, how often, what are you doing?
1: Well, the goal this year was is that we were going to do every other month. Mm-hmm. And we would do my carpet cleaning company one month, the rug cleaning the next month. Good. Um, and we failed. We, we, <laughs> we just didn't How come? Stand. What happened? Um, you, you just get uh, – we had a lot of flooding up here. That was one thing that sidetracked us quite a bit. Sure. And then to be honest with you, after that, I just did not get my focus back where it needed to be. Right. Um, and and it's 100% on me. Matter of fact, I was just telling my wife, I said, you know, and some of us are not in this position, but we kind of are. We've gotten to a point where we need to hire someone to make sure that the stuff is getting done. Right. My hands have gotten too full. You know, my wife's she's doing all the bookkeeping, everything, all this other stuff, answering phones. My daughter's running the rug side of the business, and we realize that, and and I think others need to realize this sometimes too, is, uh, you get so occupied with so many things. Next thing you know, it's too late to send that postcard when you wanted it to go out originally. Right. And you've got to just write these things down and you've got to find a way to stay on top of it. And if it's hiring a person to do that, then so be it. Because in the end, if you do all the things that you're talking about, it'll all come together sooner or later. It will work. Right. Um, you just you just got to stay
0: on top of it, and I just I, I failed this year miserably. <laughs> I just did not do that well. well. Well, that's something we can obviously help you with. So let let me know <laughs> we, okay. can, we can help you get all that stuff set. So uh all right, well, what I wanted to do too, I mean, just to you know, I think we looked at this one right here. The, I think one of the themes too that you've already kind of mentioned that I still wanted to make sure that I'm I'm closing in on and explaining to everybody here is that building up an area road cleaning or any business carpet cleaning mates or whatever you're doing water damage restoration it's going to require some build up and and all of these things really working together so and, and a good brochure super super important because again this is a just an educational type of thing um, the email newsletters the visiting of the referral sources all of this stuff you know the the events that you can do for interior designers for um, maybe people that work at carpet stores that sell a little bit of area rugs too all of that you know just huge huge stuff Um, but let's before we go any further maybe we'll go ahead and look at your Google AdWords campaign if you want to sure okay Um, so and this is a campaign that I've just helped you with here and there through the years Um, and let's see Let me maybe just go to all campaigns we'll figure this out so Couple things that I wanted to preface this with when we're talking about AdWords is, um, AdWords can be great. There are some things that you could do and do terribly and waste hundreds, if not even thousands, of dollars if you don't do it right. So don't just think that you know you tried AdWords and it didn't work. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me. Or or you tried AdWords and you wasted you know whatever kind of money, but there's a lot of knobs to turn. There's a lot of different things to do. So we're going to go over just a couple of things specific to area rug cleaning here that I think will help. So we have an area rug cleaning uh campaign here. And if I remember right, this one's for Omaha and just kind of the surrounding 20 mile radius or 10 mile, or I can't remember exactly. Something I think we're one. probably 10 or 12 yeah, mile, something like that. So that's one way to do it. And then we're targeting just rug cleaning on this one campaign and we've got keywords here. Oh, this is one thing that I would want to want you to change here um to uh exact phrase match here actually probably maybe even exact match. Um and then here is let's change it to exact match. Which with the brackets. I'd at least recommend that you have a parentheses around all of it because that's a really loose keyword term if it's not. And it looks like this might even be a new one that was added because I don't really see any hits on it yet. That's something that would definitely get hits on it. Um and what I would recommend okay, I see what you're doing here too, is we've got a lower amount per click bidded on. So this is what I would recommend if you're going to do just something really basic, just like Omaha rug cleaning or rug cleaning, because the problem with this keyword term is a lot of people that are searching this are also looking for carpet cleaning because a lot of people call carpet cleaning rug cleaning. Not Not that you shouldn't do the keyword for it. I probably would, but I would maybe do it as an exact match to make sure that you don't get any other weird combinations of keywords and bid lower than the other ones. Why? Because it's probably, and it could be, could be a good client lead, but it's probably a carpet cleaning lead. But just in case it is, might as well. Go ahead and and put that in there, bid low.
1: If you don't mind, I want to interrupt you for a second because um, I don't know if you're going to hit on this or not, but I want to mention because I've I've learned how important this is. Um, To me, AdWords has gotten harder to do. It used to be really, really simple for me, and then it got harder. Um, Luckily, you take care of it. You watch over it for me now, and I, I don't have to worry as much. But one of the things that I see happen all the time, because I'll have people call me and ask me certain questions about why something is working or not. And, um, you know, and I see it too, when I Google other companies, these yellow page companies that have switched from, they don't sell the yellow page anymore because it's just bombed out. Right. They're, they're selling these, uh, Hey, you know, go with us. We're the best SEO people in the world now. And we do this and we do that, oh you gosh. know? Yeah. And, um, and then what happens is the carpet cleaner, because they don't know much, and, and a lot of us don't, I know I sure as heck didn't, uh, you kind of give them that free check. Okay, here's $1,000 a month, save me, you know, make me a lot of money. And then when you look at what they're putting in, like for example, the rug cleaning side of the business, they won't put um, you know, Persian rug cleaning or Oriental rug cleaning. They'll put in rug cleaning. you know. And it's like, wait a minute. Um, that's not going to work with me. All I'm going to get is a bunch of people looking for carpet cleaners. Right. You know, Or they'll think that because you're a rug cleaner that they can put carpet cleaning in there right? and that it's going to get you customers, and it will not. And I see so many guys going from the carpet cleaning business into the rug cleaning, and they waste so much money like you just said a couple minutes ago. Right. And it's so sad to see, but it happens all the time. And oh, so boy. anyone out there listening to us today, please – Talk to John about this because you do not want to go down that road
0: because it's amazing how much money you can waste really fast. Really fast. And and also, too, synonymous with that, the Google AdWords people. Because here's the thing about rug cleaning especially, you kind of have to really know rug cleaning. Yes. You really have to know the industry, and you have to know Google AdWords, and you have to kind of know copywriting a little bit to write a good ad. You kind of really have to know all three. And, and the Google AdWords people, they know how to, they know how to adjust Google AdWords, but they don't really know what your clients are looking for. They don't really know the rug cleaning industry. Honestly, especially even more so with rug cleaning, but 90% of what I've seen recommended for rug cleaning by the Google AdWords rep that you'll talk to for free is wasted money. And yep. It's a little bit better for carpet cleaning, it's only a 50-50 for carpet cleaning, yeah. but rug cleaning is like 90% just wasted. Um, and, and so you really gotta be careful, and, and a lot of times when I hear guys that go, oh, Google AdWords is a waste of money, it's because of stuff like that, because they relied on the Google AdWords rep, or or they, uh, some guy called them out of the clear blue and said, hey, I can get you ranked on Google number one with Google AdWords for $200 a month or whatever the case may be, and then they waste $200 a month, right? So I can get you a bunch of clicks for $200 a month, real cheap too, right? But that's not what you want, you know, from some clicks from somebody in South Africa, right? You want clicks from somebody or, in the United States. Or their website is so horrible, right? but
1: they think it's pretty because it's got pretty colors right. and their name. You know, and it's like, look, you're, you're not getting any business. Your keywords are actually right. Okay, you're good to go. So why aren't you getting into business? Well, look at your website. It's horrible. There's not even a picture or a video or a blog or anything about you or your company, really. It's just, hey, I'm the best carpet cleaner in the world. Well, that's
0: what they all say. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. So, in a nutshell, and I haven't even looked into your campaign here in in, in a little while. So these are things that I would really want to adjust. I think, like, right here, this is the same type of thing where we'd probably want to do that. I think that's even an exact replica of that one. And even have this one lower because, again... A lot of the people searching for this one are looking for rug cleaning. Sometimes you need to adjust these up and down, but uh, you know this is what I would look at and probably do for right now. Rug cleaners as well, probably bid like four fifty. Um, and the neat thing about your campaign too is your cost per click is pretty low. I think it was on one of these yeah. campaigns it was like four fifty. The other one's like three dollars. Um, rug cleaners, I would probably even do the same thing and even bid that one a little bit lower, but. Uh, just to kind of do that. But if you know, yeah, rug cleaning near me, that's more of a uh probably, well, that still could be carpet cleaning, but maybe a little bit more likely to be rug cleaning. Rug washing, professional rug cleaning, and then we do specific things to do with like Persian rug cleaning, sisal, rug, you know, wool. I mean, people that are going to type in Persian rug cleaning and sisal and see, like one search here, uh... Are, are really, really, they they know what kind of rug they've got, and they're a lot more willing to spend money because they know they've got a Persian rug, right, or a wool rug or that type of thing. Area rugs that need to be washed, the people that know that the rug needs to be washed and they type in actual area rugs, they, they know a little bit more than just the person typing in rug cleaning and sheepskin rug as well that, than the person that just types rug cleaning really looking for a carpet cleaner, right? And although some of those people are looking for a rug cleaner, Eh, You don't want to pay top dollar for that search. So so this is pretty good. And then again, big thing again that I always talk about is put quotes around almost all of them. If you're really, really tight about what you're doing, what the brackets mean is somebody has to type in Omaha rug cleaning and they can't have any other words with that for this ad to show up. They could type in cleaning Omaha rug or rug Omaha cleaning, any combination of this, but these three words have to be present with nothing else for this ad to show up. So then, uh, let's even look. make sure you got some negative keywords. Yeah, and then we've got negative keywords, which are huge. Because you don't want somebody typing in, you know, rug cleaning, Bissell rug cleaning machine. If you're not careful, you're going to show up for that ad if you don't have this negative keyword here. Uh, or rug cleaning career, right? Or rug cleaning course, because your competitor's looking for a rug cleaning course. Do you want to pay for that ad? I don't. You know, rug cleaning equipment, right? Do you want to have all this stuff? You know, how to do rug cleaning. How do I clean my rug? I'm not paying for that ad. I don't want to pay for that ad. So you've got the rug cleaning rental or repair. You've got all that in there as negative keywords, which is really helping you. Then you can kinda of, kinda of come in here and see yeah what people are actually searching for. They're actually searching for zero res, which oh I think you had that then as a keyword. Um Omaha Rug Cleaning see, and Rug Binding. Do you do rug binding? Yeah. Good, good. So, you know, Stanley Steamer, all the, and where do I clean a sheep rug? Yeah, where to clean a sheep rug near, you know, those are, those are all good keywords for there. And then looking at your ads, of course, the big thing that if you haven't in the last, about a year ago, um, Google, allowed enhanced ads where you can have more text in your ads, which if you know anything about marketing, the more you tell them, the more you have in that ad, the better your ad's going to sell. And then two, if nothing else for AdWords, you've got a bigger ad because this was like one of your older ads. I think for some reason that one's still running. I think that's a responsive. See if, yeah, like this one was one of the old ones. See how that one's smaller? Well, one of the new ones are like this big. Which one looks better? the one with the more text it's more it's better seen so so the more you tell the more you sell and the some of the most important things you can say in almost any cleaning or local service business ad in the very first part of the headline is the service that you're doing and your city name right and for some reason i would kind of think i thought at first that the city name first and then the service is more attractive but for some reason almost always the the service and then the city name I don't know why, but that's just the way it is because people will Google rug cleaning or area rug cleaning Omaha and why you might want to have more. So let's say they Google rug cleaning Omaha, right? Why you probably want to say area rug cleaning in the headline or or make rug cleaning a little bit more specifics about rug cleaning. That's probably one I'd want to pause for a little while on that one. Um, Why you want to say specifics about wool silk because maybe they just – are looking for carpet cleaning. Well, if they typed in rug cleaning, but they're looking for carpet cleaning and they see this, they may not click on this ad because this looks like more of a area rug cleaning type of a cleaner, right? And unfortunately, it's, they still might. But you want to dis- deter them away from clicking that if they're looking for carpet cleaning. And some of those correct keywords in here will say that. Area rug cleaning said repeatedly. And then the other things we're doing is also having that link to the site, but also saying area rug cleaning here. Um and the funny thing is depending on the browser that they're on, the ad ad will look different to them when they're when they're actually looking at it searching it in. The other neat thing to really mention quite a bit is the different types of fibers that you clean. That sort of sets you apart. Mention your um your reputation. Now the other thing that you want to do since you recently won that award, um is put in here, if this is a award that people recognize, put that in your ad. You know, winners of the Omaha's Choice Award, if that's a award that everybody kind of knows, put that there in one of your ads. That can be a really neat thing. But it, we're not going to spend a lot of time to look at this, but I just wanted to give everybody a quick glance at that, just to kind of let you kind of, you know, let them see sort of an inside of an area road cleaning campaign that's working. Um and I did want to just check out here. Yeah. Well, I
1: tell you, I tell you, John. If if you know, if someone's coming up and, and they're trying to give a a boost to their business, and they're not doing AdWords, they they really need to look at it. But they got to make sure, like we said earlier, your website has to be really good. Yeah. You can't you can't have just a you know a cheap website. It's right. just
0: it isn't going to work. You and, know. And, it, and again, not just not just good, pretty good, as far as beautiful. A beautiful site right. doesn't always sell. Now it might, right? But uh I, I'd still suggest to you that this is one of the best things that's selling for you. I'd still put a story or a blurb about that underneath here. And this this award too is great. Um and this picture is great. You know, so maybe you didn't win an award, maybe you didn't you know, still you can do pictures like this, you know. Get you know get get your kids out there, get them on some rugs. I used to do that. You know, I'd send it out in my newsletter. I had like, you know, little kids laying on the rugs in the rug shop and take pictures and send that out. in, you know, EDDM postcards and even in sales letters and client newsletter postcards and things like that. And people love that kind of stuff, you know? Um, but it- yeah, so it's got to sell. It's got to be a package altogether. So, uh, I wanted to. I'm going to give you a plug for your uh, chemical line here in just a minute. But are there any other last words that you wanted to say about? I don't know. Just helping these guys out, really. You know, two other things that I, I pop into
1: my mind, and I don't hear people talk about it enough. And and maybe this isn't as beneficial as maybe I think it is. But I I find this to be very important. I truly believe whether it's carpet cleaning or rug cleaning if you feel when you look at how many jobs you're landing over the phone and you kind of look at it and you go, you know, I, I think we could do better. I think everyone should take the time out to address how are they answering that phone call. Right. What are they saying to their clients? And and the reason I say that is because I truly believe if you get a good pattern going, like with us on rugs, our believe it or not, our phone call for rug cleaning customers average between 10 to 15 minutes per call. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. 10 to 15 minutes. That's a long time to be on a phone call. Right. Now, rugs are different than carpet, absolutely. But the idea of asking questions to your customer before you ever get to pricing is not it's it's the same if, as anything. If you can start just talking to them and asking them questions about why are they cleaning their carpet? Did something particular happen? Do they have dogs? Do you have concerned areas? Did were they not happy with the last cleaning? And then work your way to that pricing. I truly believe one, you will land more jobs Mm -hmm. and two, you will also have better upsales because now you're having a conversation with your customer. You're just not some business they call to get their rug sucked. You know, (laughs) they're having a conversation with you and it allows you to discuss certain things along with it. Like, for example, if you find out, well, yeah, we have an area where our dogs lay all the time and you know, I've had three cleaners come in here and clean it but it still isn't that good. Well, you can explain to them how you get it out and why it works briefly. You don't want to go too into all of it. but And then you can follow up. And, Miss Jones, what we can also do is we have a special protectant just for that. Right. And boom, now you're the solution to that problem. You've gotten another little sale. And when you start adding up all those little extra things, you might be surprised your January could be up 15 20%. Right
0: and that what you're talking about is sales 101 you get to know the client before you sell them never give them a pro we're actually working with a pretty big company in florida right now that just started that used to do a lot of restoration now he's also doing rug cleaning and uh we're working on a phone script with him uh mason tomato and i and uh i'm actually going to meet with him just after i get off the webinar with you but but basically, uh the, the huge thing that we're getting across to them is you never give a price about what you're going to charge for the rug until you tell them all that you're going to be doing for them. And finding out, not just telling them and, and blah, giving them information, but asking intricate questions about them and what they need and what their situation is. Because the other thing that happens with that, like you just said, you can sell them better once you know that, which is huge, but now they're also uh, 10 times more at ease and they trust you more. Why? Because they know that you care. That's the other secondary just as important, if not maybe more important than the whole salesmanship part of it. Putting them at ease, that's salesmanship part of it too, actually. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, really. But putting them at ease, letting them know that, you care enough, cause the guy that's super busy on the truck that's out cleaning carpet and stopping going, area rug, huh? How big's that rug? Six by nine? Okay. Uh, $110. Okay. Yeah. That's too much. Bye. But when you're talking about, you know, Oh, what kind of fiber is it? What kind of backing is it? Oh, what kind yeah. of, and you're spending that 10 minutes, 15 minutes on the phone. They're going, wow, this guy cares. And how much is it going to be? 250? Well, the last guy was 110, but you sound like you know what you're doing. Yep. That's what it's all about. That's Absolutely. All about. Yeah. So, uh, and, and anything else that you wanted to add?
1: Yeah, no, I I think that's you know uh, one of the biggest things that I find that really can make a difference quickly, and that's a lot of times what some of these guys are looking for. What can I do right now? Right. You know, and that doesn't cost you anything. Right. right. You know, you can do that right now by sitting down with whoever's answering your phone or yourself. And go, okay, how can I change this a little bit? Right. And I, I truly believe it's a moneymaker. It's just, you know, like you said, sales one-on-one, you know. But the problem is we don't talk about it enough and we don't do it enough. Right.
0: And we always do better. Right. And then we do have phone scripts for, for carpet cleaning, for area rug cleaning, even tile cleaning in the Ad Club website for, for the members of that, When we do occasionally even go over training on that, but we do actually have written phone scripts for that if any of you guys are interested. Uh, so yeah, so tell us a little bit about the chemical line and the equipment and the things that you're doing for for rug cleaners here, and then also, too, your training. You're doing a training class tomorrow, right, in Omaha? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we've got, uh, 10 students coming in, in December. Matter of fact, I wasn't even planning on doing a December class. Um, we came off our October class and, you know, we, we've, we've sold out every class we've done. We've been very fortunate. Um, and that one sold out. We had people going, Hey, we need a class now. Can you, can you do another quick one? So we said, okay, we'll do a smaller one because we normally take 15 people. Um, so we took one that's 10 people. We're doing that starting Thursday, three day class. Um, And, uh, I, am not big on one day classes, Mm -hmm. uh, one day, and I, I found this out early on one day classes, frankly, you know, I'm just going to be trying to sell you equipment. I'm just going, Hey, look at this pretty thing. And that pretty thing I can't really, you know, unless I'm hitting on just one subject, I can't really train you the way you need to be trained. And there's, you know, as instructors, we want to tell people when we're done with you you can go out right away and make money. And in the rug industry, I find that to be a major mistake. You can't tell people that. Um, in the rug business, you got to have ongoing education. You got to stay on top. You got to clean rug after rug after rug after rug. And then, as you get better and better, you will start making money. You know. And um, so, I love the educational side of it. Um, we got more classes coming up in January. Now, I just had someone call; if they want to uh, do a class. And then in April, we're going to also do one on the twenty third, twenty uh, fourth, and twenty fifth. Now that. We've got about 23 people on a wait list for that one. So, and we're only going to take 15. So we'll probably follow up shortly after that, do another one in June sometime, um, around in there. Okay. But, you know, they get to come here. It's three days, 90% hands on. Um, there are, there's some equipment that, you know, I have all the equipment to wash rugs, but I don't focus in on that because I can take someone who has no equipment at all and teach them how to clean a rug. In in my opinion, if you can't clean a rug with a five-gallon bucket, a car wash brush, and good chemistry, then you haven't been trained yet. So it's it's our belief that we've got to teach you that first, and then the rest of it will all come into play. And you know me. I'm a ChemMax guy. Uh, Paul Lucas and I are really good friends. Um, when I first came aboard to clean rugs and really wanted to learn how to do it the best way I possibly could... I compared product after product. After, and there's great people out there with great product. I'm not saying that none of them are any good. I'm just saying that the ChemMax way where Paul Lucas has just focused in on just rugs, natural fiber, on how to do it the best way possible, has proven itself to be consistently the best way to go. And um, so that that's what I prefer to use. That's what I sell. I don't sell a ton of product from other companies. I do sell a little CTI product too. Um, but my focus is... Rugs, rugs and rugs. That's, that's what I love to do. That's what I train people to do. I want to see them be successful. Um, and you know, I've seen a lot of them go through a lot of hard times. You know, some of them have failed, some of them have not and there's, but they're still struggling. And, uh, when you see that you, you want to help and you want to make a difference. And I've been fortunate enough to have people educate me and bring me along so I could kind of fast step it to get where I can give back a little bit. Yeah. And it's worked out really well.
0: Right, right. And and just like you just said, it's you learn so much quicker when you have somebody training you. You could go and you could learn how to clean rugs or even market rug cleaning, but you're gonna spend a lot of money on mistakes. <laughs> That's just silly to do. Get trained to do it the right way. Absolute Matter of fact, um before I came here this morning I had to run back
1: I wanted to run home to have the meeting with you because it's better Wi Fi here, but before I left I was taking the time to ruin about four different rugs for the class coming in. <laughs> and people go, Why, what are you doing? I said, look, how can you learn something if you don't mess up? Yeah. And I said, so we're going to have some that we've already messed up for them, so they'll have some rugs that have just bled everywhere. Right. And we'll rip them and do all that stuff. And we'll have a couple water damage rugs. and, and But they'll also be on some rugs that are going to be a little tricky and that they're going to have to tell us, how would you do this? And it could go wrong. Right. But that's okay because – if it does, now I can teach you the positive and the negative. Right. You know? And if you if you get the chance to learn both of those, you'll become a better cleaner.
0: Right. Yeah, I remember a little bit before I sold my rug cleaning operation, you know, I sold it at the end of the last year, carpet and rug cleaning. Uh I I called you. I had one of my guys put a I don't remember what they even did, but they somehow bleached a spot of the rug with something. Same magic. I don't even know, but they did something to have a color loss. So I call you and I'm like, dude, what do I do? And you help me, you know, and you got it. We got it to where it looked eh, 90% better. Wasn't quite 100%, but the client was happy. I think it was from a urine problem. I don't even remember. It was a couple of years ago. I believe you on a rug or something and it, it did something wacky on you or
1: yeah. Something. But you know, it, it, that's that's the rug business. Stuff happens. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's things that are going to happen and, and I always get a kick out of, um, You'll hear some, you know, some of the higher up guys, I guess you'd call them, and they'll, they'll say, Oh, nothing ever goes wrong. We, we never have any of those issues. And I was sitting there going, You are the biggest liar I've ever heard. They don't clean
0: enough rugs, if that's the case.
1: (laughs) You haven't clean enough then, because even the best of the best of the best, um, they make mistakes. And it's all about how you take care of that mistake and knowing what to do. You know, it, it happens just the way
0: it is. Right, right. Good. So. All right. Well, excellent. Well, this is, uh, Cameron's website is rugwashingsupplies.com. He's also all over Facebook, so you can connect with him there. Um, but yeah, check out check out some of the stuff that he's got. Max, I know I've used some of their products. Is great stuff. Masterblend's pretty good too. Um, but check out his website. Uh, give him a call. His phone number four zero two five one zero zero seven seven five. For some of you that might be listening to the MP three only four zero two five one zero zero seven seven five. So all right, guys. I I, I appreciate you guys listening. Cameron, I definitely thank you for coming on and doing this webinar. Um, We went over a lot of good stuff, so I sure appreciate you doing this. Hey, I
1: appreciate the invite. I had a blast doing it. And uh, anytime you want to do it again, just let me know.
0: Yes, sir. Thanks.